Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Teej, and B. So, boys. Hey. Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> you know what that's from, yeah. right? <laughs> of course. So, Scooby-Doo, the mystery van. It's being offered on Airbnb right now. It's out in California. How do you guys feel about staying there? So, you know, it's nostalgic. At the end of the day, it's um, it's still a van you're sleeping in, though, even if it's the mystery van. I'm wondering if they really compartmentalize this thing to where it is legitimately, like, sleepable, right? For me, it'd be more about the experience, not necessarily trying to... I wouldn't really be thinking about getting a good night's sleep that night. I just think the overall experience might be worth more than, you know, worrying about your, your comfort. Would you shag in it? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I would shag in it. I would definitely shag in it. <laughs> to me, I think the, the biggest question is, where's this Where's this van parked? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It could just be in this, right. like, in a dangerous location somewhere. <laughs> If they wanted to play true to Scooby-Doo, they'd do it in some, like, creepy neighborhood and they'd do some sort of mystery dinner with it. Well, it is, a, it is a mystery, man. That's what I'm saying. You could end up in the middle of nowhere. That Actually, that would be a really sweet idea is if they made, like, almost like, you know, how people do, like, the game Clue. They act it out live. Yeah. In my opinion, the that's... Alone Scooby-Doo episode. Yes, that's what they should really do with it. I wonder if the mystery van would have... Now, they, there was always rumors of what those Scooby snacks laced with something back in the old days that's what they used to suggest and i'm wondering if if some of those scooby snacks are in there as complimentary items for your stay at the mystery van well i have to imagine the scooby snacks are there we've all slept in vans in the past we've all slept on couches is there anything you've ever found in your couches that that's caught you by surprise in my couch no what's been done to my couch maybe not so much as a surprise but uh you know, it's been it's been soaked a couple of occasions, and um, <laughs> I think there's there's probably some other relatable parties there. But I definitely have had some pleasant surprises with money. Obviously, I think everybody's had that. Then you then you always when you're doing the spring cleaning, you always find like a raisin or something in there. Oh yeah, it's it, for me. It's always like a McDonald's old crusty fry. <laughs> yeah, usually it's nothing too crazy because. You know, well, first of all, I'll preface with I usually buy couches brand new. So whatever is in there, any crime that's in there is mine. The reason I bring it up is because Craigslist, you guys remember Craigslist. It wasn't too long ago that that was the popular way to buy things. There was a woman in California, actually, ironically, that purchased a couch used from Craigslist. Inside the couch, she found $36,000. What? Yes. Who needs Bitcoin if you're just buying used couches these days, right? Who needs mattresses? What happened so much for mattress money? I want that couch money. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, this woman was so nice that, well, I think she also thought it was like she might have been being framed for something, but she called the owners, the previous owners, and told them that she had the $36,000 she found. These owners that were selling it didn't know that that money ever existed. You know, the person passed away, they sold the couch, and they took the money back, but they, they rewarded her with $2,200. The article I read said it, they, that they gave her a generous reward. That's it? Yeah. $2,200? <laughs> money you didn't know you had? Such an arbitrary number. I did the math. Yes. It adds up to 6%. So she is covered on any sales tax. 
in the state of Michigan. <laughs> She's good. Very nice. Wow. So I guess what 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 are we what are we telling people then? That's probably probably for people that are looking for money, they need to probably start going to Craigslist and seeing if there's any free couches yeah. being given away so we can do some dumpster diving. Yeah, stop buying on Facebook Marketplace. Stop buying NFTs. Stop buying stocks. Buy used couches. Simple. A man's trash is another man's treasure, right? It it actually makes you want to like go like trash picking and and see what you can find. You made a good point though, Eric. I mean, like in the end, like what a social experiment that would be. The one, the lady thought maybe oh, is this like a prank? Almost like am I getting punked? Like that show? What would you do? Yeah, you you go in there, you expect to find a French fry. You don't expect to find thirty six thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> Just seems almost yeah, almost seems too much like like a, yeah, like a setup. That's a lot of money to be to have in a couch. That's crazy. Well, you know, with the price of food, though, I mean, even if she found if she found some French fries, she could list those on Facebook Marketplace. We've heard of, heard of that stuff happening before. <laughs> yes, times are rough right now, no doubt. There's that one site actually. There's like a website. You guys might know the name of it. It's called like Fans Only. Is that it? Only fans. Only fans. Only fans. Yeah, I've seen like a story of a of a woman who was selling her farts in a jar. Yes, and, disgusting. Dude, they were going for a ridiculous price, like three hundred thousand dollars. Was that in an NFT? No, it was only fans for sure. And and actually, the ending of this story is kind of hilarious. She had so much of a demand that she was eating like huge cans of beans so that she could oh fart. Oh my god! And she ended up wrecking her digestive like system, no. and had she was hospitalized. She can't, she can't do it anymore. So now she's like taking pictures she's of her farting, and she's, she's retired from farting professionally. She got rid of all the stink. Gosh, I mean, honest to God, who even came up with that idea? Please, please tell me it was not her. I could see some weirdo coming up with that and getting a hot chick to get behind it. Okay, I'm all right with that. But like, if she came up with that, that's disgusting, and she needs to be punished. <laughs> B, what's what's that jar behind you, man, on your shelf? <laughs> <laughs> are you a subscriber a regular <laughs> that's yeah I, I was dude, i was very disappointed with my product didn't smell as bad as i wanted it to b, b opens the jar it's like pfft, as soon as you open it <laughs> it retains the novel sound it was more of a kind of like a pleasant like flower blooming almost like it's just a straight gas bomb <laughs> oh boy Oh, uh, well, oh, you know, <laughs> outside, of, outside of gassy farts, we have that new game, a new old game <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> a new old game that just came out, TNMT. I love a segue. Oh, it was a great segue. Yeah, wasn't it? Perfect yeah. segue. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. It's well, I think it's for everything, but I have it for Nintendo Switch. Of course, I have it for Nintendo Switch because I love Nintendo. But yeah, this game is awesome. It's a beat-em-up. It's just like the old Turtle games. Super retro, super throwback. It's like twenty bucks. You can play online. It's so so good for the value. I I love it. And guess what? The the cool thing is they're doing some sort of promo with it, where if you buy the physical copy, you get a um a coupon for a free Pizza Hut pizza. Oh, that's kind of cool. Turtles eat. Yeah, because turtles eat pizza. So still Pizza Huts around. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's great. No, that's that's sweet. Yeah, I mean, you're not kidding. It is retro because you can't even save the game. You got to beat it in one sitting, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, maybe I'm the dinosaur, but I can't. I played it. 
to like level seven and I could not figure out how to save the game. And I was like, I guess I just have to start over and do it all again. So this is one of those games that you just freaking love. It's right, right as soon as it comes out of the package, you love it. Until you get to that one sticky point where you have you play that level over and over again and keep dying, and then you're like, I hate this game. I'm not playing it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm sure there's gonna be a point where I get there. But the cool thing is that I can get my Smash Brothers uh, pals, and we can do an online battle. So that maybe I won't hit that sticky point because it'll be a team up. If people didn't know what Smash Brothers were, that just wouldn't sound right. But it's a video game, so. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Smash sure. Brothers. Sure. <laughs> Just got to get my Smash Brothers. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have a lot to talk about this show. We're going to be talking about the state of cryptocurrency, and we're going to talk about potential recession and how people are fearing this. Stay tuned with us. We got the hunt of the week at the end. Jump into the woods with us. Let's go. Hey, guys. We're going to talk about a lot of great stocks on today's show. Keep in mind that none of these are buy-sell recommendations. These are for entertainment and educational purposes only. This week's impacts on your daily buck. The Fed came out and raised rates by 75 basis points to help combat inflation. Trump Powell will make his way back out this week, talking monetary policy both Wednesday and Thursday so markets could be tense. In NFT news, according to CryptoSlam NFT Tracker, NFT sales have dropped by 150% since April. Have we hit a bottom? Speaking of NFTs, the New York City event was held this weekend where NFT collectors gathered. Could this be a catalyst for a bull run back to the top? And finally, in cryptocurrency news, Coinbase lays off 18% of its staff as it attempts to survive the crypto winter. And Bitcoin dipped to 17,000 over the weekend. Is this the time to buy? This and more and how it impacts your daily buck. NFT sales are going wild. And when I say wild, I mean negative wild. 150%? What? It's a sale. That's that's that's, that's for sure. Will it will it come back to MSRP? Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with this discount because thanks to B, I'm just playing. I bought right before the sale started, ironically. No, see, here's the thing with NFTs, okay? There's an ebb and flow to them. They kind of ebb and flow with the crypto market. When Ethereum's doing bad, NFTs seem to do pretty good. When Ethereum's doing good, NFT market cools down. Point is, ebb and flow, man. Ebb and flow. Here's the thing, man. You told me before I invested, make sure you buy some art that you really, really like because you might, you might have to keep it. Well, it's weird because I actually liked it a lot when I thought it was worth a lot more. <laughs> now that it's not <laughs> worth as much, I feel less uh, less connected. NFT is an acronym for not for the weary. I'm feeling a little weary. <laughs> I saw there was a there was like a Babylon B article that kid come out. It was like man spends his whole life savings to say that he owns a cartoon picture of a monkey. <laughs> I was like. Uh, uh, that's, well, some of that, that is that is a little bit of what's going on out there. Yes, I would definitely not recommend investing your life savings. That is stupid, for sure. You know, my wife at least approved the one picture because you were telling us about how well you were doing on the NFT market. So she's like, you need to do oh, that. I, you need to get in. Buy hey, some cartoon photos. <laughs> I was not telling. I was, I was showing. Yes, you were. Oh, yeah. I still believe in my project. I am not weary. It will come back. But just 
like NFTs, the whole market is up and down, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we had Jerome Powell come out this past week and they've raised rates 75 basis points, which that wasn't really on the table at first. It was supposed to be 50 basis points. But then when you had inflation rocket back up to 8.6 percent, the probability um, shot up that they were going to drop that 75 point bomb. So they sure did. They dropped the bomb. All right. And honestly, that day, the market's reacted just fine. It was the next day that, that we saw a sell-off. But on the five-day trend, we have the Dow that was down 4%, NASDAQ down 1.7, and the S&P down four and a quarter. So um, we are in bear market territory on everything, except for the Dow. The Dow, we're like right on the cusp. It is important to add, and I, I push it every time, XBI, baby, up 4.1% in the five-day trend. The biofarms, I know. We, we got, we're got. we probably gonna have to start roping that one into our major indexes. It's, it's, it's the contrarian bet. Pretty much. No, seriously, because for whatever reason, a lot of biofarm has been doing really, really bad since the start of the start of the year. I mean, the overall market has, but it, it seems to do the opposite of what the, the overall market does. I think the real reason it's kind of the opposite is there's a lot of drugs out there that that are investigated on and they may contribute to lowering your your blood pressure and the world's blood pressure is pretty high right now with the market so <laughs> yeah. i think people are investing in that to save lives that's my theory well at least there are some companies out there that can afford to invest to grow their business models unlike some crypto companies out there right now that have to lay some people off Coinbase is just one of the newest, more recent firms that have to do so, laying off 18% of their staff in an attempt to try to survive this crypto winter. What do we think about this? I will jump in there because it's also interesting. I'm also a user of the Gemini application, and I know that they did some layoffs as well. So this is not just Coinbase. This is kind of going around in a lot of these companies, but Binance is actually doing the opposite. Binance, just two days ago, there was an article that came out that said that they announced 2,000 new positions. They yeah. are trying to do the opposite okay. of everything else because they foresee the market coming back. Yeah, CZ, the CEO of Binance, I saw that as well, actually, and I'm happy you made that point. He's done everything right. He didn't get too crazy with the, the ad spending and, and marketing uh, when it seemed like crypto was going to become mainstream uh, the past, you know, the past few months. He kind of just sat in the weeds. He didn't over leverage his company, uh, over hire, and now it's paying off because he doesn't have to lay anybody off and he can hire. Definitely a smart owner. Well, did you see the Bitcoin drop to 17,000? Uh, man, if I was that person with that couch for 36K, I would have bought two Bitcoins right there and have a little bit more for a fraction. But isn't that exciting? Uh, I, there's, there's two different people out there. There are people that, when the prices get to these levels, are saying, hey, Oh my god i might be able to buy one whereas it's like one like a whole one and then there's people that are saying like this is it brings us to our first topic basically about with you know crypto winter being upon us and uh can it survive this time around there is coming until i'm proven wrong with bitcoin i don't see it going anywhere these dips don't make me nervous at all it just makes me excited i'm in that excitement crowd I have spoken to some people that just don't think it, they think it's a fad. It's just been around. It just seems like it's it's cemented in our society. It is a pretty narrative-based asset class so far, in my opinion, because it isn't entirely mainstream. 
just yet. It was running hot since March of 2020. I think a lot of investors foresaw a cooldown. You know, this time, unlike times past, we have a huge macro liquidity crisis coming out of the pandemic and war crisis in Ukraine and Russia. But you also have the fallout of Luna and a lot of companies, the Coinbase's, the Celsius's, the Gemini's of the world had money tied up in Luna in their reserves. So I still think there's fallout from that that's going on. One reason I'm I wouldn't be nervous about this. Yes, Luna is a perfect example of why some people may be nervous. It was a huge event that impacted a lot of people negatively. However, you still see a lot of these big companies, mainstream companies that are trying to get their hands into cryptocurrency, NFTs in any way that they can. I like MasterCard's an example. There's a few, you know, Citibank, how they're trying to get involved with cryptocurrency. So now you can do some exchanges into different cryptocurrencies. You have Chipotle that's accepting cryptocurrency. PayPal added a new crypto tool. PayPal uh, and Venmo. Assets to yes. So you're seeing it. So you're still seeing yeah, it. These companies aren't nervous. These companies are still diving in. So even, even at these lows, there's nothing really in my eyes to be concerned about follow the big boys they're they're trying to get in yeah. stay stay comfortable yeah. i have an article here on yahoo finance written by david hollerith that's it's about a gentleman quote i trusted them with my savings you know here we are another guy you still have to it's still a risk asset class you have to manage your risk you have to, yeah, you have to manage your risk. Why are these people going all in with their savings? This guy specifically, you know, he uses crypto as collateral to get a loan from a crypto firm. And because of the liquidity crisis from Luna, they froze their, their network, much like Robinhood did back when there was a retail frenzy going on. And the guy couldn't cover his margin call because he was, he was locked out of his account. So he got liquidated. I definitely think this this is another winner that will be that will be weathered. There's no guarantees in investments. Period. You buy things based on your conviction, based on your research, but there's no telling that it's going to actually benefit you in the long term. They, they make movies on this, you know? It's it's not anything new. Go watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. How many kids get a golden ticket? Yeah. You got to have some risk adverse you know, got to be disciplined. You can't just go all in. Yeah, I don't know what it says about the other coins, though. You know, I, I always, I always do those little uh, play, play to earn or learn and earn on Coinbase. They always offer a bunch of these new little tokens. A lot of them I've never even heard before, and I'm just wondering if it's going to be like one of those things where you have like a jar in your uh, house with a bunch of foreign currency, Canadian, or a bunch of pennies you can't do anything with. I'm just well, wondering if that's going to be what all these little things I'm winning uh, through Coinbase is going to be. is just a jar of just things that are worth nothing. Makes me think of like Zap Zone coins <laughs> like, or like <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese tickets or something. Like you just can't use them like after you leave the building. You're just like SOL. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I could I could cash them out right now and convert them to U.S. currency. But then, of course, you want to like, like, oh, well, I'll take a gamble on it. You know, could could be a little lotto ticket. And then, uh, you know, but then over time, you've, I've just watched a lot of them just like turn into almost nothing. Like well, I was tell paid $3. Us, what did you learn from their surveys? Uh, well, I skipped. <laughs> I just clicked yeah, skip, people skip, just, skip. People just collect the, the, <laughs> the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. They don't actually care to learn about the the utility or the 
the use of the coin itself. And, and it's, you know, to TJ's point, it really is because 90% of these coins won't realistically exist in the next few years or so. The main ones, the ones that aren't outliers like Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, I have no doubt will will still be around. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? Ooh. I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the three bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The three bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. And any well, news could also be leading to playing part in uh, recession fears that we have ongoing in the financial world. Cryptocurrency and, and the stock market are kind of going hand in hand right now with their trends. And it seems like the common narrative is a recession. Yeah, so there's just a lot of um, recession fear-based articles that are hitting you know, the waves, the internet waves out there. I want to just point something out. We are not right now in a recession. And I think some folks are mistakenly thinking that we are. And I think some of that is trickling into the stock market. It's trickling into the crypto markets. Uh, there's a lot of sell-offs going on. But we're technically not in a recession. Now, I'm flexible to the idea that we probably are headed there maybe next year. But, you know, I shared a few things on the um, Three Bucks Twitter this week. And just some things I wanted to highlight. The S&P 500, operating earnings per share. Um, we're up this quarter. Um, and we were not. If you look at previous recessions, like the tech bubble of uh, 2001, the financial crisis of 2008, we were not. Like, broadly, the S&P was not reporting positive earnings per share. The other thing I wanted to point out, too, is I also shared on Twitter this week was that the all 50 states are showing positive economic activity going on. And you can look at years of recession and when the activity was actually dipping real low and it's not right now. So I think really why I wanted to talk about this today, guys, is I just feel like there's this fear mongering maybe going on with the media um, and it's it's scaring people uh, to bits. Quite honestly, I, we're not going to say that we've called a bottom or we we know where the bottom is in the stock market, but I think we can probably agree that there's a, a lot of good sweet spot opportunities to accumulate even right now in the market. And if, if at least if you have a three to five year plan on your horizon, you're going to be very satisfied. What do you guys think? If you're investing short term, you know, you're going to have to really research and, and be ready to jump in and out. But like you said, if you're putting your money in and you're sitting five years, a lot of these companies are getting to their lows that they were at at 2020. And what were people saying, you know, after 2020 happened? They were like, oh, my God, I should have got it's in. I missed lifetime. the boat. Yeah. Opportunity of a lifetime. People yes. have to remember just because the markets are bad. Companies that are part of megatrends are not going to stop doing what they're doing, right? If it's an EV or whatever type of trend you're into, whatever company, they're not, oh, because our stock price is down, we're not going to 
be producing anymore. No, they're going to keep producing no matter what the stock market is doing. That's why I think that right now with the prices being so low, you're going to see it's, it's finally going to catch up. And I think it's going to be later this year. And it goes back to what I've said in numerous podcast episodes is that I, I'm kind of bullish on the, the latter half of this year because I feel like the numbers don't lie. And when these companies are producing and you start seeing uh, that positive correlation, the stock price will eventually catch up. Now, I'm, I'm flexible to the idea there could be a recession there the year after, but I, I think that at the end of this year, we could see some promising results. What, what direction do we you know, expect to be trending in? I think it's only human nature for, for a lot of us to think that you know we could be trending towards a recession given all the macro conditions that, that we're dealing with in the in the uncertainty in the markets. It, employment rates are still looking okay. In general, like, I mean, places are trying to hire, though. I mean, aside from Coinbase, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you're not working for Coinbase, you know, I, I went and tried to order up some food at Famous Dave's, and this was yesterday. And they were closed to the public, basically, to sit in there. And it's because they don't have enough workers. So they were just doing takeout meals for holidays and some busy weekends where they just cut it off and you just you call in and actually place an order online. You go in and pick up your food. But it's simply like they're still trying to hire people. They just so that's the thing. don't it's have like, workers. It would be a new situation for us to be in a possible recession while so many jobs available. Yes. Like it's crazy, and, to think and a lot of the jobs are willing to pay more than what they previously were. It may not amount to the inflation uh, and cost of living that's that's increased, but in general, they're paying more per hour. And then yet, there's like people are like, "Nah, I'm not. Nah, I'm not working." The best way to deal with a recession is to stay home and not work. Seriously, I was just talking to someone today, and they uh, their flight got canceled, and they were. They were stuck in, in a different state, and the reason being is because they, there's not enough pilots. Whether this pilot that was supposed to fly got so, sick or scary, not, though. that's scary because because if they're if they're like desperate for pilots, <laughs> anyone come up come up off the street, we'll train you. Two weeks come training. <laughs> there's gonna be an app like the Uber app. It's gonna be. I was pilot. surprised by the quality. It's gonna be called Pilot. It, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like cheap flights, but flights will be spelled like. F L I T E S. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking they just need the app, pilot app, and you just you just subscribe to be part of the app, and then when they're like, oh shoot, we're down a pilot, let's go to the app, and then I have mine turned on. I'm like, oh shoot, okay, they need me to fly out to Chicago today. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll fill in. I mean, at least we know that OnlyFans is still hiring. <laughs> this is true. There was there will always be an economy for bees fans. There will so. always be. Thinking about starting a subscriber guys, in B. <laughs> you guys, if you guys want B to open up an OnlyFans, let us know. It's farting in bucks. jars right now, <laughs> locking them and, up. Uh, I'll put something together for us. What'd you eat yesterday? <laughs> Hunt of the week. All right, guys, markets are hitting a bottom, but with opportunities, we got them. And right now, I want to talk about gas. <laughs> Not the kind of gas that we've referred to from OnlyFans. I want to talk about the kind of gas that air products and chemicals make. Their ticker is APD. 
The company produces atmospheric gases, so oxygen, nitrogen. Um, they make equipment that produces gases. And this finds its way into multiple different industries, such as chemical, metals, manufacturing, food and beverage. Um, so think like carbonation. They have large deals with companies like Baker Hughes, which is um, the oil and gas industry. You know, they're a company that exists to to supply a lot of other industries. So they're kind of like a boring, I'd call them a boring background company. They've been around uh, a long time, since 1940. They do pay a dividend. Now they're going for 235 a share. These guys have forecasted 10.1% annual growth coming up. So there is some growth. It's not going to be explosive. We're not looking at a 2Xer, 3Xer, but you'll grow and you'll get paid, you know, a nice little dividend. Uh, say what you want to say. You'll get a little cheese. I know. 2.75% dividend. Pay it out quarterly. So very safe, stable, very healthy company. Yeah, mine's also a very boring, boring stock. It's called Disney, D-I-S. It's not boring at all. It is wonderful and it's great for the kids. Here's the thing, Disney, they're at $94.34 at close of market. Their highest price in the past year was $185 per share. And this is just a company that, you know, you could double your money, really. They have multiple revenue streams, literally streaming services they have the parks where they're making a bunch of money from they have the movie theater releases on their last earning call they actually reported the highest earnings for their park segment in the second quarter this is a company that's basically owning the market and they are continuing to grow their their subscriptions with online streaming 7.9 million increase in disney plus subscribers but on top of that now they're at 205 million current subscribers they own ESPN, they own Hulu, 20th Century Fox, they closed that, the History Channel, ABC, you name it, these guys are in literally everything. On top of that, I mean, they got Tony Stark, they got Marvel, they have Lucasfilms, Pixar. These guys are in everything, we know it, we watch it, it is our destiny and our society. So I I'm all- have to agree with you on this. <laughs> but yeah. I just, you know what, I was looking at Disney and I invested in them at one point, this was around the pandemic and they're around this price and they jumped up significantly and i just i never thought that i would see this price again at least not so soon to me it is a no-brainer it's a great safe company and they're not going anywhere my, my hunt of the week is for for any of our viewers out there that you know that might not have opened a position yet in crypto because they're scared or you know they're trying to time the bottom you know mine is going to be bitcoin and ethereum this week i'm not going to advocate for an entry at any certain price um, because, you know, we definitely don't know if we have indeed uh, seen the bottom yet. So my recommendation would be to dollar cost average in. What that means is, you know, if you feel comfortable setting aside 20 bucks every week to buy yourself some Bitcoin and Ethereum, I would recommend doing so. You know, especially if you're just going to, if you dollar cost in, you don't really have to worry about the price. You can just you buy, 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 buy. And say bye-bye to your money. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. You know, it is bye funny bye. though because I have like a, a direct deposit into oh, a small amount into cryptocurrency, and like every time I check my account, I expect it to see up, see it up a little, and, and it literally after it deposits, it's always lower than like losing previously. money. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like it's just disappearing, like as I'm putting it in. 
Yeah, definitely. Just buy it and forget it. Yeah, you're going to have to forget it. (laughs) Buy it and act like it's gone. Because it is gone. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) This upcoming week, pay attention. Powell is going to be coming out and talking two times. So that could impact what the markets are going to do. But we will talk about it next week and join us because we talk every single week about stocks, cryptocurrency, but that's not it. We also talk about used wet couches, gas in a jar in the form of what B might sell on OnlyFans or as a solid investment. Both can be true. Thanks for listening to Your Three Bucks. Connect with us again through Twitter at three underscore bucks. Got a suggestion? Tweet us, DM us. We'd love to hear from you. We always want to be involved. Happy hunting.